Welcome to the Femme du Soleil podcast. My name is Sabrina Weber. I'm a mom, a sun seeker, and passionate mindset coach. Looking back at my life so far and what it's always been about, it comes down to living freely from a place of soul alignment and intentionality. Life has taken me from bartending to store owner at the age of 24 and eventually digital entrepreneur and coach. This translates as midnight copywriter, soul activator and chaser of big dreams, including a move across the globe with my man. I'm just and beyond grateful for the life I have been able to create so far and the women who have allowed me to walk part of their journey with them while building their own dream life. Following your soul desires and living on the bright side requires a strong standpoint for ourselves, the ability to choose from a place of love and deep connection to our higher self. And this is exactly what we are going to do together as the women who choose to say yes to our big dreams and living life fully. Femme du Soleil is your podcast to tap into whenever you need a soul activation, get inspired by my beautiful guests or have your questions answered in one of the Q&A episodes. Let's say yes to life and start walking on sunshine together. I'm here for the magic, are you? Hello, beautiful babes of the Femme Soleil community. I'm here today with Julie Cooper and I just have this feeling this is gonna be a super sun-kissed and juicy conversation. I cannot wait to dive in with everything. Julie is the owner of a creative agency. She's the co-founder of Serve, the label, um, who you've seen, you've seen that brand on my Instagram a bit lately. I love their robes and I'm sure we get to touch on that in a minute. And she has such a fascinating story so i just want to bring her to you babes and also i really want to bring the topic of women empowerment to the table because i know julie and i were both it's a big driving force for both of us so um yeah i'm just gonna be curious and ask her all that i want to know and trust that this is what will serve you babes as well so julie welcome to the podcast Ooh, yay i'm so excited to be here yay it was juicy and sun-kissed in my body i love that word sun-kissed oh my god yeah and you're tuning in from the gold coast so what better place <laughs> love it so good <laughs> From the sunny GC. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Um, I feel like we should just kind of start at, you know, a little bit of a winding back, perhaps, not necessarily dwelling on your, you know, past, but I just love to get a bit more of an overview of your story, which um from what I can see is super interesting and you've done a lot of incredible things um curators things and yeah where do you feel like you want to take us mm. 
welcome. <laughs> okay, so, uh, I'm going to I'm going to start with uh, I guess just my background, um, and then I'll just go through my bit of my career highlights, and then we'll we'll enter into the portal, which is where I'm at now. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I so my background I'm Nguyen and English, and Nguyen is like dear to my heart. It's in the Pacific Islands. Um, so I grew up as a child who didn't feel completely like she belonged um, and that was purely from, from my own perspective. I, uh, I had quite fair skin so I wasn't quite Nguyen yet I didn't feel entirely connected to my English roots and um, just naturally with that perspective it, yeah, it, it did create a lot of uh, people pleasing. Mm. Um, because I desperately wanted to fit in uh, so this was like a narrative that I carried for a lot you know for through my teens and through my childhood um, which was interesting and so I wondered why I had this urgency to want to be seen and uh, I also um, on reflection had I you know and especially because of being in my mother's womb she was so incredibly sick uh, with me as a child I mean as a as she was um yeah, as I was being created, and I was going to be aborted at, at some stage, and my mum and I, we'd talk about this, I was very open and clearly communicated, and, you know, there is no guilt or anything with that, it's just that knowing this in your womb, and knowing that you could be, you could hurt someone you love um, so much, it's it really does create like a, you can feel it all. Mm, wow. I think it even just gave me even more of like, when I well, clearly she didn't go through with it, <laughs> alas. There I am. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I could just feel that pain of someone who's just, you know, uh, trying to live this world, look after her other, you know, have three other siblings and trying to, you know, be strong and, you know, society where it's, you've got to show up. Um, so, yeah, I just felt that deeply. And so this has also given me a sense of just wanting to prove myself in the world. Um, and to not hurt others so yeah people pleasing the narrative um, I didn't really you know didn't really know about being a sovereign being uh, or you know the power of choice and that it was you know boundaries so I grew up just um, constantly wanting to approve wanting to seek approval um, and validation uh, and then I ended up uh, so through that had some incredible experiences though do you know what I mean like you I'm definitely one that shows up and pushes through and I worked multiple jobs in the, in the space of media I've worked in radio television uh, I've even you know tried being a camera person you know filming I wasn't very good at it the cameras are really heavy and um, yeah and I ended up being uh, throughout my life I've worked in fashion went, you know fashion week I've traveled the world um, with my work I was a talent agent for eight years uh, so I was the you could say the pioneer of the social media influences industry in New Zealand uh, we started off with YouTube stars and then uh, Facebook stars who then went into Instagram and um, and now they're TikTok stars you could say so <laughs> was able to, uh, yeah uh, was able to lead the social media influences 
uh, and you know, and actually work with the biggest global deals. So we work with Coca-Cola, Sephora, NECA Cosmetics, um, Huawei. Uh, so yeah, just all these incredible brands from FMCG to technology. And it was, it was a challenge in the industry because social influencers weren't accepted. We were like the, we were like the new kids on the block. Um, yeah. So it was a constant battle to actually to prove their worth and to prove their um, authenticity in the world because everyone was so incredibly judgmental because it was so new. Um, and but I love that it was like the riff and the and the ocean. It's like oh, you know, it was something new and exciting. And I've been able to connect with um, Instagram and Singapore and um, and you know Instagram and. We've done YouTube vidcons in LA, and and through that experience, I've made some incredible, beautiful connections, and met Katy Perry as well because it was part of a CoverGirl campaign, which, um, yeah, it was just the most beautiful connections on the way. So, um, yeah, I've been very blessed to be able to ex experience that and and just connect with some incredible souls from around the world. Um, and yeah, have the opportunity. So, you know, I'm very grateful for um, my previous company owners because, you know, they did create this pathway for me to learn. Um, and then and then I left. I left the, I had this soul, you could say, soul dropped in and was like, where to from now? And I, you know, I was, and I remember setting an intention that, you know, I would do great things and great things that, yeah. And with that, I be, also be careful what you wish for because, mm -hmm. <laughs> alas, I, I, um, I ended up leaving my job in that year in September. Uh, so it's been two years now. Um, leaving my job in September, two years? Yeah. Traveled the world. Uh, my beautiful sister in law, who's uh, the other co founder of Surf, um, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And so that really rocked my world because I really had home as to, you know, losing someone so close. Um, so then that year I shaved my hair with for her so we could be in solidarity in that space and she didn't feel alone, which really does, um, yeah, which is really like the pivot for the sisterhood brand. Um, and yeah, and then I traveled the world um, and I returned back went to study, studied my master's in business admin and my master's in legal studies. Uh, had the intention of just being able to again prove myself because I was like, if I'm not working, who am I? So I wanted to find an identity. I wanted to find a label so I could be accepted. Um, and then this time last year, I said, that's enough. <laughs> uh, and, and now I have completely chosen me and being able to really solidify what this surf brand means um, even more. And so it's like this deep embodiment into the brand. I've gone uh, full in with, I've always had my agency because it's always, I've never not had uh, more than one job. I've, I've loved being able to do photography and support women in their businesses, but now I do it full time. Um, and just through with manifestations and um, wealth embodiment and a lot of healings and I'm also a Reiki practitioner. I've just been able to just really get back into my body 
and and listen to her and listen to my woo and working with the most amazing clients that have been able to open up that space for me to explore so um yeah so I'm, I'm just really incredibly grateful for the journey and the connections and the ability to always be able to reflect and grow so yeah that, that's that's a bit of my journey wow yeah it's even more incredible than i thought um oh my goodness so many things that stand out to me as i'm listening to you you know how incredible is it that this i call it i'm gonna call it wound for the sake of the conversation of this having to prove yourself how this has just journeyed through even into your adult life so much right and it comes back and back until you have this can you can you share with us was there like a sort of identifiable moment where you felt like line in the sand this is enough i'm choosing me now i am done with this or was it more of a gradual integration of soul share that a little bit i'd love to hear yeah so it was uh i i'm a very line in the sand and as much as and that's something that i've really had to embrace is the death and rebirth energy uh, and being able to let go so there was one point um i actually had, did a beautiful breathwork session with a friend and she took me through this i i just I had the most incredible visualizations she was doing reiki while we were doing breathwork and i was able to just release uh the that i had to protect everyone that i had to be there for everyone that i had to um, support everyone she just was able to release that for me to be able to see that I could I could be my own person mm -hmm. and through that that started the that that breathwork session just opened me it's like it literally just cracked me open and I had to and then after that it was moments of when I booked a ticket one way ticket to London and left work so that was like another death because that was a death of identity and I'm just another line in the sand and then I had another line in the sand when it came to I actually went to hospital because I had I just burnt myself out uh, I was studying I think I was studying three courses at the time while still running like a, a side you know business um, so I think that that was my ultimate potential another line in the sand um, because that's when I realized, I was like, wow, I'm my own worst enemy. Like I could finally see myself for myself. And I felt like I needed to burn through all of this karmic energy. So that way I could finally be released. Um, so yeah, that, that, those would be my big kind of breakthroughs. Of when I, added, I decided that, wow, I, I needed to shift and pivot and, and choose me yeah wow so powerful and i see so much of myself in the way you operate i'm like oh my god yes yes i know i know what it feels like and i bet so many of you listeners will be able to identify as well and isn't it just so powerful to finally get your point where you can allow yourself to 
breathe and slow down and be enough just because you are without having to do all these other things um incredible incredibly powerful um i'd love to just jump back on your timeline really briefly a little bit to that era in your life of bringing influencing to the table in New Zealand because yeah isn't it you know in in today's world it's such a powerful part of how the world operates how business operates and it's almost kind of normal but I remember when this started to be a thing you know even just the word influence was you know i mean it, that it's still i'm still not sure how i feel about it to be honest um but yeah there would have been and correct me if i'm wrong but there would have been quite a strong um sense from old school media to really push that off right to that they probably felt threatened or can you tell us a little bit of how you navigated this space and what your maybe core learnings were in that in that time? Yeah, you're right. Like there was, it, it was, it was so confusing because media was like, you know, and this was back in the day when media, when media was pumping. Um, and so that was from your magazines to your newspaper features mm -hmm. and you know this is where especially with PR agencies this is you know was the big creme de la creme with you could get into the front page of a New Zealand Herald or, or, or not you know any kind of beaver or um, whatever um, yeah. whichever publications were alive at the time um, and so and, and I think when I reflect on social influences it's like the label they needed an identity whereas for example because uh, the thing is social influences have been around for so many years like it's been the marketing um it's like the marketing gold uh, but it's, it's ultimately just an ambassador so for example marilyn monroe everyone has been there's been celebrities that have been promoting products for so many years it's just that the influencers were able to do it by themselves and yeah. that was people don't like that because you can't control uh the thing is, is in this society and the media landscape is that when someone is able to take their sovereign power and put it onto their own platforms and promote it without any type of additional agency other than the platform this creates a lot of disconnection because with the media landscape because the media have been around for hundreds of years do you know what I mean this is where you drop in the propaganda the um you know this is a, a control kind of entity that that just naturally happens because media has always been around um so when you've got these sovereign solo beings coming through on youtube channels or instagrams and you know it's a you know you've got the zuckerbergs throwing you know throwing new um platforms in and that are creating influence it's yeah, it, the the amount of times I had to step up and stand up for people who are able to share and communicate their own creativity, because ultimately it is. It's like, yay, I'm really great at being a makeup artist and this is what I love to do and it brings me so much joy. Or I love being a comedian and I get to make my own videos and share them with the world and make people laugh. Um, 
when you, you know, and then somebody rescued as, uh, who are these kids, you know, and these, um, oh, just awful. Like um, the amount of media that they would get um, and that would be really, you know, quite cruel um, was, it, it just shows the society we live in. You know, the, the um, when someone does good, it's like, how do we beat them down? Is that the classic tall poppy syndrome? Um, so, uh, so I, I absolutely enjoyed getting to know um, all of the influencers, and they're more than influencers. They're creatives, they're artists, they're um, they're comedians. And when you start to understand, like anything in this world, when you start to understand someone or something, and you get to know them, then you start to release the labels, the um, the everything that that you know media or whatever puts onto them and you can start to see them for who they are mm. so i i truly enjoyed it and we got to we got to have some fun i bet <laughs> some fun i was like wow like and when they create amazing content i was like wow this is so cool um and to this day i still comment on their instagrams and i'm like wow this is cool like the transitions and a tiktok i'm like whoa that was tight like um so uh yes it was it had its challenging moments and constantly trying to prove their worth uh but what was and especially new zealand um and you know with particular agencies because you actually had to be like they are amazing whereas um overseas because the industry had developed so much it was easy they were like i cannot wait to work with an influencer because they knew the value they could see it from overseas um especially you know in america even in, like in Europe, you know, because that's the thing, there were, there were international stars from a YouTube platform because it's a global platform. So it was easier to work with uh, US companies um, in comparison, and Australia was really good. Like they were definitely kind of vibing with that energy. Uh, New Zealand was a bit slow at the time, but at the same time, there were some really vital companies that just really believed in influencers and could see the impact. And those were the people that you wanted to work with because they wanted to work with you. Like, it's like, yeah, you could feel that that um, exchange of energy and that aliveness around it. Um, so yeah, but yeah, there were so many battles, but also so many wins. Um, so you're just pretty, pretty awesome time. That's yeah, cool. it sounds like a party overall. <laughs> it was actually a party. <laughs> yeah, pretty much was it. yeah, it was just like a full-time party. Hmm. A whole lot of contracts and a whole lot of partying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. So how did, or how or when did this whole um, spread of women's empowerment energy came through you more? Or should I say, when did you perhaps claim it as part of you? something that excites you, something that you're, um, is perhaps even part of your greater calling. Um, what's your thoughts on that? My, I've, you know, I think there's always been a low kind of hum within my frequency, you could say, that I've always empowered, I've always been empowered by women in business and I've always, like I've, I, then I reflected, and I've only actually had female or women who would identify as female um, bosses, mm -hmm. and, I, and it's pretty intriguing to know, like, 
I've never had a, a male boss. And I was like, okay, but I just thought that was normal. Uh, and so I've had a lot of uh, women uh, leaders who have really um, created waves in the industry, which was, so I've had that natural kind of influence around me. I've always supported like my friends because I'm, um, especially, you know, those who are in fashion or business, I'm like, yay, like, how can we grow or support your company? Or how can, you know, I was a, I'm a photographer as well. So I was like, how can I take photos to support? And, you know, I was always kind of finding that creative edge. Uh, and so I've always had it kind of in my, in my blood, you could say. And then the moment I chose to really step into that power was when, uh, it was when I, I chose myself because I constantly tried to find it in other people or external elements so I could be approved or have that validation. And the moment I just stepped into my own power, which is, it was difficult to be able to truly see myself and be with myself and not distract myself. That was the pivotal moment that I was like, okay, cool. Like how can I make other women feel this way and to be able to be back in their bodies to live from authenticity? instead of trying to mask it with something else because that's socially acceptable that mask will make this person feel better or this mask will will be identified with this particular group it's like who are you standing in your own sovereign being and so that started probably that was two years ago but I've always had that hum of woman empowerment because it's like yeah I've just got this very activist like yes power to freedom, power to liberation, energy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Flower power. <laughs> yes. Yes. yes, I hear you. And I love it so much that you've chosen a sister. So for those who don't know, Zerv is French for sister with your um, clothing label. And I just love that so much. It really comes through beautifully in all of your marketing and your messaging. And yeah, I, you know, you can, you can feel it through and through the brand, which is so beautiful. Um, do you want to share a little bit about your current work in your creative agency? What, what's um, happening there and how do you, how does, all of your past journey perhaps come through in there. Mm, yeah, so with my agency now, it's definitely, uh, it's, a, it's a space of empowering spiritual leaders um, and building their brands in a cohesive way that works with them. And so I have courses and I have workbooks and uh, just content that's able to actually bring women back to their bodies and then back to their business so it's not it's it's empowering the divine feminine in business instead of leading from an inner masculine and you know and i you know you can understand from years of like a patriarchy there is that space of um masculine led businesses and that woman had to be a masculine figure to be able to be seen in business so I'm bringing back the divine feminine within business. So then that way people can lead with that creative flow uh, and trust the waters of the feminine embodiment. So then that way they can lead 
from a more genuine place and it's better for their nervous systems instead of constantly trying to push and push a business into into reality it's like how do you naturally as a woman birth this into reality and and feel more grounded in that and then that's just influenced her naturally um, and creating a business uh, with those intentions in mind and uh, the value systems that are based on honesty and integrity and sisterhood empowerment and also creating a community that feels held because that's one thing is that you know as a woman we are the nurturers and the mothers but it's like how do we support the nurturers um, and so yeah so it's just creating a business that's that does that and that listens and you know and I even tell with Talia I always mention um, as you know my business partner with Surf she you know, if there's times where she's, you know, uh, feeling fatigued after her, after or triggered by anything that is in relation to her previous chemo, I, we have open and honest conversations. I'm like, rest. You know, there is no, when there, it's better for you to rest and to look after yourself than for me to push you into a, into a hole and, you know, and make you feel guilty for um, not doing work because it's, it's not, this is not sustainable. Um, so those kind of elements are always alive within the business because I would rather have someone who's joyful and heard in business and, and also listening to her own body and what she, what she needs um, and vice versa for myself as well. So, uh, so yeah, so those are the elements of where I'm at in business and then creating businesses as well. Mm, yeah i love how you touch on this um feminine and masculine energy um i don't know what your view is on this but i do feel a massive shift globally at the moment where um women become much more embodied in the female energy while leading themselves while leading businesses and of course, we all have both energies in us and there's nothing right or wrong about it. But it's really, as a woman, you are like, we're creating life, we're birthing, right? Like we're, our womb is so freaking powerful. I always talk about the, the womb is our portal to the universe. It's our connect, strongest connection to manifestation, to creation. And like you so beautifully highlighted, it's this place of doing business from a regulated nervous system within our body and that creative flow. And that only can, that can really only come through if we make space for the female energy, right? It's not really so present in the masculine. And the masculine has its own place for sure as well um it's it's not really good to be only in one or the other um but yeah what a this is one of um the topics that i just i love so much and could probably talk about it all day long um but yeah i'm curious why robes what what is the how did that come along was it you or talia how did the rope thing start was that part of her uh, talia's um, journey or did you just one day wake up like I need a beautiful robe and there's nothing out there oh, that's awesome 
Uh, you know what? This okay. So the rogue brand started when I was twenty three, mm. and so the story in itself is that I started it with um, my ex boyfriend at the time, and I so we had robes, ceramics, and candles. Oh wow! And I was just, and I, it was it was like this beautiful. I was just so so embodied. I was well, not embodied, definitely not. Um, but it was interesting because so I created a brand where it was it was called the box label and I, did, I had everything I was like oh my gosh I'm so excited but again I was promoting this have a moment for yourself it's because I feel like my deep inner soul was trying to scream it at me mm-hmm. <laughs> to take a moment for myself so I was pushing this brand that you know I actually I loved like I found some old branding and I'm like man this is cool like I still actually really resonate with it however I was pushing a um a a brand that was based around take time for yourself whilst I was burnt out I was so burnt out I had um I've actually just growing up I had eczema and and this my eczema was so bad I could barely open my eyes this is how bad it got because I was so burnt out and that was another thing that really affected me was my external I'd, you know if I did have stress I would just break out into eczema and um and, and places that were just oh like my whole body would just feel debilitated um so yeah so then so it started when I was 23 and oh, I just love these robes and I have I've had a journey with it um and then I just ignored the business because I was like I can't um I, I couldn't really see it because I knew that you know in, in a sense I thought I failed and I was like you know what I'll just it didn't work out um and I and that's when I went back into work. So I actually I actually was doing this full time, and then I ended up getting a job because I was like, well, a job's safer. I've, I've failed this business, and um, you know, I I wasn't true to it, and I I was actually really hard on myself. And so then that's seven years later. It's like I revived it again with a new name, with a new purpose, and within that, it started to grow on its own. Um, but yeah, the rogue has so it's really interesting that. It, it's such a journey with any business. It's like you have to let it, if, you know, you have to grow it and then maybe it will die because it's just like it's not in alignment mm-hmm. and then bringing it back. And, <laughs> it, it's, and, you know, there was a moment where I cried earlier this year because I didn't give up. I didn't give up and we're here now and sometimes you just got to let a business evolve in its own ridiculous timing and you just have to sit with it and you have to feel all the feelings of failure of not being enough and then you have to know that when you're ready the business will be ready um, in a way so yeah I love, it's like I a journey it's, own, isn't it? it's it's literally it was like birthing a child and then being like oh my gosh it doesn't like me and then <laughs> and then just letting it come self-grow because it was like okay I'll just or actually just giving it some space and uh, to heal and then returning back yeah so um yeah and I just I love robes it's just such a cool way to like just wrap up and wrap away from the world and just to wrap inwards like that would be the highest intention of a robe you know even after a long day at work or anything just to be like oh I'm putting on my robe mm-hmm. it's like a, it's like a physical presence that's like yeah this is my time that's the energy that um that surrounds the rogue essence 
Yes, 100%. It's like, you know, especially those of us who maybe work in an office or go to a job, um, when you come, come home and just slip on a robe or even a beautiful dress or whatever it might be, it activates that energy again of being in your womanhood, right? Of, of relaxing into yourself and it's such a beautiful thing and like you say um i kind of really love the aspect of a robe where you can um yeah you can almost hide like you can wrap yourself up tight but you can also you know be playful and and flirty with it and be, be have it more open and do whatever you want to do and it's such a beautiful feminine playful item every woman needs to have in her wardrobe so 100% girls if you don't have one yet yeah I think you know my opinion by now um <laughs> before we wrap this up I have two more questions for you one is some a woman listening to us right now what would you say how how, how would you go about embodying that female energy more and more in your life not business and life in general if i could say one thing to a woman who's listening to this podcast and thank you for tuning in and listening it's so nice to have your um, energy tuning in you know and taking this time for yourself to listen to a podcast just honoring you i would say to take three deep breaths in this moment and drop in and in and in into your womb space and I would ask her do you trust me in this moment I feel that with that type of energy and that trust for your womb space is the most pivotal energy that will be able to transmute any limiting beliefs or blocks that you may have. Um, with the feminine divine embodiment, we have been, you could say, programmed or um, taught that we shouldn't trust our innate intuition and ability to know that we have all the answers within us. And, you know, we always question you know, we always put others before us or, um, you know, there's that kind of energy to always be told that we're not enough. Um, so I would drop into that space and go, do you trust me? And then start to build the trust with your womb space, with your innate energy that you are capable, that you are irrevocably so incredible with all of the co-creations and creativity that you can bring to this world and that you know just trusting that vision that whatever you you put your mind to you can succeed however you need to know that you're you have to trust yourself in that process and you have to learn to trust your masculine your feminine the people around you you know that you are supported in this journey um, so that would be my key takeaway just to just to deeply trust yourself and to trust others because that's the only way you'll be able to grow your own forest or garden um, with any type of creative initiative or business idea 
Mm, well, yeah, I just had to close my eyes and listen to you. So beautiful. Really, really powerful. Thank you for sharing that. So I love to always close my interviews with this last question. So the name of this podcast is Femme du Soleil. And for me, it's become this context of how I love doing life in my highest form. And it's this sense of walking on sunshine. I always try to really curate my life in the sense of I'm walking on sunshine. I want to tap into that feeling as often as I can. And I'd love to hear from you what this um, Femme du Soleil slash walking on sunshine um, spark in you. What does that mean for you? I love Femme du Soleil. Like it, I actually got like beautiful little goosebumps because it was like what resonates with me is just like walking on golden sand, like mm -hmm. watching a sunrise, um, feeling like that sun kissed on your face of like just that gentle warmth that just like like tickles the hairs on your face and your body and um yeah it's just like that inner glow and also like a deep resonance with the sun in itself like this ever-present incredible energy source that's so much bigger than us that's able to heat the world do you know what i mean like and having that energy i feel like that's it having the energy of the sun to lead you during the days and knowing that you're like this invincible specimen like human uh that when when you're like in your full light you can also have the same global impact of the sun that's my like little sun-kissed journey and embodiment like just be the sun be the sun in everything you do Oh my God, I love this so much. Thank you, Julie, for your time. Thank you for you listening on the other end. And yeah, this has been a beautiful conversation. I feel really inspired by your words and your work. And yeah, just deep, deep gratitude for you showing up not giving up and sharing your sunshine energy with the world and us thank you so much for being here julie thank you sabrina it's been so nice to connect and that's what i love about businesses is that you'll be surprised at the connections you can create and this was through sir so um yeah just deep gratitude just you never know what beautiful connections and sunshine will be shining into your life just by following your purpose and creating you know like just out this connection in itself is just really really such a blessing so thank you for your thank you for your sunlight thank you for your radiance Word. thank you thank you so much for tuning into the Fondi Soleil world with me today I hope that you enjoyed listening and that you feel just a little more activated and empowered to claim that life that is truly yours. Reading your amazing reviews and loving comments brings me so much joy. I do read all of them and will be sharing some of your best comments over on my Instagram at I am Sabrina Weber. 
Sisters is also the best place for you to send me messages and ask me anything for upcoming Q&A episodes. I love hearing from you. It would mean the world to me if you share Femme du Soleil with your best friends and of course hit that subscribe button to stay connected if you haven't done so yet. Here is to walking on sunshine. Chat soon.